0: This podcast is brought to you by UK Coaching, here for the coach. Visit ukcoaching.org to grow your coaching skills and be part of the community. This is a UK Coaching podcast. My name is Tom Hartley. I'm a senior coach developer at UK Coaching. And today I'm joined by the pod uh, with Arsenal Academy Manager, Per Mertesacker. Morning, Per. Morning.
1: Morning. Great to be here and thanks for
0: having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here, Peir, and, and to have the next half an hour or so chatting to you about, about coaching. Um, Peir, just just to kick us off, um, it would be brilliant just to hear a little bit about your your highlights, if you like, across your, your playing career um, and bringing us up to now and your, your role at, uh, at Arsenal as academy manager.
1: Wow. Uh, highlights of the career. Um, I've been playing football for 30 years, started when I was four, so I had a fantastic journey and it didn't always look like that would be a journey in football. So um, certainly when, when you look back and reflect, certainly uh, memories and highlights You, I would think of is certainly to train with the first team, for example, to have my first friendly game. Uh, but then, you know, it really kicked off with me being part of a Bundesliga squad, having my debut there, having my debut with the national team, having some fantastic games in the basket. You know, when when I went to Bremen, uh went to to arsenal had some great fa cup finals you know i can remember now fairly quickly and playing a world cup final and winning the world cup so i've got many many highlights um but i think i would be most proud of the situation when um i almost you know had no chance for korean football so you when you look back you're thinking you know what what kind of was was kind of the butterfly effect certainly you know when when i was questioned when i was young 15, 16. I had, a, I had a big injury. I was growing too quickly. So I, I remember those moments, you know, even more, uh, feeling that this were these moments made me. So, so the struggle and disappointment of not reaching the best level, you know, in, in youth probably um, gave me the the chance to to have a career. It must
0: have it must have taken some bravery. To, to be in a position where where, where perhaps you were, weren't going to make it as a professional um, to almost have that resilience to keep going
1: yeah absolutely I mean people doubt you even my dad doubted me at, at one stage you know I think he had that you know dream of me playing football but did I share that with him? Probably not, you know, and that kept me going, kind of being a bubble of myself thinking, oh, I do my education, you know, that will be another path for me. And, I, and I'm and I'm fine with that. So mom did a huge job of just balancing, you know, that the pressure sometimes the dad gives you kind of telling me, you know, take football as a hobby and, and do your grades. Um, that That's that's more important right now when I was 15. And just don't think about, you know, what can happen in five, six years. And at that time other players were better, you know, and kind of admitting that, you know, this is the status quo right now, but you, you can sense that I would never be able to give up, you know, in any in any shape or form in any any time. So and 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 especially in the age bracket from 15 to 17, a lot of things happen. You know, I can tell you, you know, from people who just develop a little bit later, you know, they have a huge ability then to catch up when when you're 17 and then all of a sudden you are as quick uh, a thinker, as quick, you know, on the field. And all of a sudden it's kind of, you need to grab the opportunity then. And and I was really good at that. And, and you can, you can imagine how disciplined and motivated I was just to prove people wrong. So that gave me a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of motivation now to keep going and, and really be myself. So, so in that time, it, it, it sounds
0: like you you had to work incredibly hard to establish yourself and to to stand out from the crowd. Did did you did you have a a lot of support from kind of that a network of coaches around you, um, as well as kind of that competition of other players?
1: Yeah, I, I would think so. At one stage, you always remember a coach or personality who kind of had a had a big impact on you. I, I remember being, let's say, seventeen at that age. 16, 17, you know, the back four was introduced to the world, kind of, you know, and, and before it was all-around sweeper. I was a good sweeper. I could stand behind behind the line and just anticipate every single ball, but then the back four was introduced and really center half was really the position to be for me, you know, and, and I could really feel that 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 would suit me most. And then, yeah, I had a fantastic, uh, fantastic two years, you know, from 17 to 18 where, you know, coach kind of yeah took me on and and made me believe that uh, you know i can i can be successful on and off the pitch really you know it, it, those people who really trying to yeah educate you you know in life it is really something that um sticks with me towards today that you know kind of coaches that have a set of values you know you, you learn so much from and then the technical detail you know comes on top of that i think that was for me like the magical formula you know for that sticks with me and you know you know still to, towards that day you know you get emotional when you see these people because it means so much so when i was introduced in in my old home top in, in kind of a hall of fame and a lot of coaches were there just to just to honor me kind of and and, and then i had to give a speech to all the people and i was i was broken in tears basically because when you refer back to the coaches and and then you feel in a moment what it actually uh, made with you and what kind of contribution uh, people had to your to the development as a as a player and person um these are the moments you know i, I really cherish in my life
0: i think something you said there kind of really strikes a chord about kind of those great coaches in on on your journey instilling kind of values first and the the technical stuff maybe after that um something i've heard a lot of is is people talking around look after look after the person and and the athletic qualities within them will will look after themselves is is that something you you try and kind of instill in the coaches that you support within your role at arsenal
1: yeah absolutely you know that's my that's my main focus you know. trying as a leader trying to create an environment where everyone feels you know like challenged as well you know but cared for you know that's something that is is in the mission of the academy right now you know we want to be most challenging and most caring that's not always easy Um, and then back it up with with values with standards you know we want to stand for and 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 when I look back you know always felt People respected me in a way that um, is special. You know, the, the person and, and what I stand for, respect is a key element of what I do on a daily basis. And but what I have to say is as well that the discipline, you know, you, know, you want to have people around you as well who, who not only, you know, have the respect but give you the right amount of, of you know, of, of work, of, of smart work for you to be able to you know have that inner discipline you need to you need to create. You know, I'm always trying to compare motivation with discipline. I would rather be very, very disciplined um, every single day and create positive habits, you know, instead of trying to try to get always that motivation from another person. You know, that that really is something um, I would say as well. And then uh, obviously, you know, as we we're in a very fortunate position. So uh, being humble, having this humility to always improve is 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 a third standard and value, you know, I want to instill in the academy. Because, you know, when you just look at these three topics, you can almost say, you know, that's that's basically all you need. And if you can do that in the in the in a in in a serious but as well in a fun way, then you are then you're on a good side of things. So you know, I'm, I'm trying to really learn from my experiences and try to take the best out of it, uh, best out of the coaches, best out of teammates, you know, to, to, yeah, to, to really champion myself, you know, every single day. And that's something um, we need to put into young people. You know, so if you look at, you know, you kind of ask yourself what you want to achieve, what is your why going into that kind of next stage of your career, yeah, obviously, you know, want, I want to give back something to football. I want to give something to the club I love. Uh, that's why I turn up in a shirt as well, you know, to turn up in style. But as well, you want to create, um, and we say we want to create strong young Gunners. Yeah, strong young men who are who are able to to take on every single challenge that life and football throws at them. You know, that, that's my that's my why on a daily basis. So it is. Um, it is. I, I'm so fortunate to be in that position.
0: I, I can imagine, per, from there aren't many Academy managers out there who have got the, the experience and, and the experiences that, that you've kind of gained throughout your career. Um, but is it is there something about being a captain that that lends itself to coaching? Is is there something kind of interwined with, within that role?
1: Well, Yeah, you have different captains and different leaders, you know for sure. But I would say and I would agree in a sense of you know I was always someone who people thought I could be responsible for something. You know when you have when you have a team in front of you and say, listen, this is a guy who brings who is consistent on a daily basis. You know with his performances, eighty percent. You know you could say he's he's on top of things. So people will look at me and thinking, yeah, he's got you know he's tall, he's got the height, he's got he's he's got. Yeah, he talks. You know, he's got the, the like, he's vocal. He's got the capabilities. You know, of, of taking on responsibility and be kind of um, my leader for the team. So people always looked at me and thought, yeah, I could take responsibility in terms of you know being a good role model. You know, to the team and and that you know sticks out to that day. You know, where Arsene Wenger told me that you can imagine making me the academy manager because he believed that I'm I'm a person and I'm a player and a leader. Um Who could be value for us in the football club, so you know that put me in a position where you know i i wanna i wanna take on his legacy you know of 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 bringing up and developing young men and giving them chances so you know I, I'm just taking on responsibility of of great great people and uh, i wanna not follow in their footsteps but i wanna make sure I respect you know the opportunity they've they've given me.
0: I, I, I think that's really interesting and, and I, the words, I just hit, keep hearing from you about respect and about people and, and it's so nice to kind of refreshing rather than to talk about players, to talk about people first. Um, I can imagine as well from, from being kind of supported and coached by people like Arsene through, through your time at the club, um, that's probably had a huge influence on, on maybe the way that you, you approach your coaching Um, one thing I'm really interested in is perhaps, and one of the things we talk about a lot is not trying to create lots of replica coaches. When I go out and I coach, nobody wants another 25 Toms going and coaching the way I do. Um, when, when, when you set out on your coaching journey, what, how do you know what felt right to you? Um, almost is there stuff that you wanted to try or or keep doing or or stuff that you knew just didn't fit with your coaching philosophy? Yeah. Yeah,
1: You know, even at Arsenal, we, we're trying to provide a framework. You know that is needed. You know, kind of the football philosophy we want to stand for, and, and that's work in progress. You know, that's never finished. You know, that's kind of our mentality of trying to, you know, install something that you know has a framework and everyone works towards to. That is that is a big ambition, but of course, everyone brings something special and his own to the club. You know, as and and, and that's very important to us. So. Um, we want to stand for diverse, you know, working force who can, you know, make a difference, you know, for youngsters and and just replicate the, the society we're living in. You know, for me, it's always, you know, I'm I'm not getting too much stuck into coaching philosophy. Other people are working towards that. You know, I, I'm I'm trying to bring the 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 broader, the wider picture of society. To Arsenal Football Club, and we have a huge job in front of us. You know, it's, it's not everything is right, not everything is, is set. You know, for to be ultimately successful, because you know you kind of, you know, when when you see social injustice, you know, in the world, in in, in the UK, you know, we have a huge job in front of us, and and you have to admit that. You know, I have to learn so much. You know, around leading people and just coming off of a back of a of a 15-year football career doesn't mean that you necessarily know everything about the game, about people, about leading, about leading an organization that is far bigger than 20 players that are next to you. Now we're talking 150 players and 100 staff. So I'm learning on a, on a daily basis. So yeah, but of course we want to want to have a set of 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 coaching philosophies you know to to provide a framework but we want to use the strength of of the individual coach you know to to kind of express himself and kind of bring that as well to the players you know that everyone is kind of unique so how did i approach the licenses you know first of all i had you know a real shock by standing in front of young kids and trying to bring something across and i was really really pressuring myself so it is kind of a humbling experience, you know, when when I when I when I be around youngsters trying to speak in English, trying to put pressure on me, yeah, uh, they need to get something out of it here, you know, and I need to bring this point across. And and sometimes I really got frozen and you know, just natural things that sometimes you demand from your own stuff and you haven't experienced yourself. So it was a really humbling experience that I went through my B license, then my A license. Uh, to make my decision. You know, that that's probably not my biggest strength, you know, in terms of coaching, individual team. Maybe that's for other people who are, you know, m- more used to and want to go more into that individual coaching within a team, you know, which is huge for us as well. You know, uh, you, you, you make me smile there because I'm thinking
0: so, someone with, with your your stature and, and credibility and and you've probably just said something that every single coach on their coaching journey experiences standing in front of a group of young people finding that absolutely terrifying. Um, that that just shows to me that kind of vulnerability that you're willing to take to to, to try and develop and and develop your skills.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I've learned from the best coaches as well. You know, we've just seen um, Hansi Flick, you know, you know, being a Champions League winner now. You know, and when he was assistant coach for Germany. And I was playing there, you know, his biggest strength was just his social competence, you know, within the group and how to kind of assemble everyone and that everyone gets the best out of them. That is just amazing, you know, and by showing vulnerability, by showing that human element, by showing people first. And it's just amazing to see that, you know, the best, you know, really have that capability of, you know, assembling people together, um, showing empathy, um, and simple values and standards which you spoke about. You know, it's just, it, sometimes it sounds very simple and, and obviously, you know, opportunities are not given to everyone right now, you know, where you feel like, you know, there are a lot of coaches out there who are really good and not maybe necessarily have got the reputation right now, you know, as for me to to be in that position. I, I was very lucky, you know, to have a career and to treat everyone with respect, but I got the opportunity off the back of, dedicating my life to football and dedicated... Take in my life to, to, be, to become the best myself. So, you know, I created trust amongst others to give me a job where I wasn't probably be qualified for in the first place. So I need to make sure that I, I do the utmost best now to, to catch up really. Um, but I know that I'm in a very privileged position and my decisions, you know, will affect a lot of people. So I need to be very cautious and careful making the right calls. And not only that, and take it really, really serious, be present and not only the face of the academy, which you know, which is which is really important
0: to me. One of the things that I kind of I'm thinking when when you're talking is, and, and kind of you outlined this a minute ago, talking about kind of thinking about that wider picture of society and that those wider, bigger picture things that an academy can potentially do for people. Um, and the word that kind of kept coming into my mind, I've written it down on a sheet, in front of you, was culture um, and creating a, a culture where where maybe. Maybe the players and the coaches kind of um, are able to, to demonstrate some of the behaviors that, that you show as, as an academy manager. Um, how, what's that been like for you being able to kind of establish and, and develop a culture within the academy?
1: Yeah, that's probably my main task as well. You know, when, when you look at, you know, how much effect do I have on the player on a daily basis? probably not as much as every single coach and every single S&C coach and every single psychologist we have on site every day working with the players. But my job as a leader is to have an effect on those, you know, and really set the tone. You know, what is important for us? What's our why? Why do we turn up every day? Why we need to smile every day? Why we need to be positive and bring energy to this football club? Because it trickles down. So, So my job is really to create that environment and that culture that makes everyone be valued, you know, first of all, be valued as a human being. And that that kind of work is valued as well under a certain framework. You know, don't don't get me wrong. This is not only that's why I said, you know, we want to be most challenging as well, because we want to be the best in the world. We want to create the best in the world, but as well. And then I have to look at, you know, do these do the people fit within that organization and within that culture? And once you have the, the, the best people to do that, yeah, you, you want to make them feel, you know, part of something special and part of the why, part of creating strong young gunners. And that's something, you know, that, that I'm particularly very, very keen on. And ultimately that the players can feel what they need to do, you know, to achieve the best football performance in the world, but be fit as hell, you know, to, to be able to do that. And not only that, but have the right mentality. You know, we, we call it champion mentality. And champion mentality doesn't necessarily mean you you're going to lift a trophy, you know, at the end of the day. Champion mentality is what you do in difficult, in difficult circumstances, you know, all the champions in the world, you know, have been through tough, difficult times, you know, but their response to those times is going to be most important. So that drive, you know, from, from, from rising up to those opportunities is key. And then we're speaking about lifelong learners, you know, kind of raising their knowledge, you know, no matter what, you know you know, having football is great in your life, you know, but how, how to be successful if only 1%, you know, of these academy players who turn up at the age of nine, you know, have, have the chance to be professional footballers, you know, it's, and, and there's the responsibility for all of us to make sure that people are educated in the right way, you know, to, to take schoolwork seriously, you know, from day one, to make sure we provide uh, all the courses in the world we can and demand from them that they not only turn up for, to play football, Turn up to play football, but educate yourself, you know, on and off the grass. So these are kind of principles we want to stick to. You know, it's a journey. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not doable in a year. That's, that's the start of my third year now, what, what what I'm really proud of. But as you can see, you know, we're trying to make sure that we understand our why, you know, and if we're saying that's our responsibility to create these strong young men who, who who can cope with things that lies thrown at them. So, there will, be, there will be a lot of challenges on the way. Who can rise to those? And what have we done to make sure that they rise to those?
0: I, I've heard you speak, Pair, in, in a few other interviews around, um, I guess, equipping people to, to be ready for a career outside of football if, if their playing career doesn't, doesn't um, kind of unfold as they, they wish. Is that really important to you? And you've talked about that kind of lifelong
1: learning, yeah. helping people kind
0: of on, on and off the pitch
1: it is really important, you know, and just, just sticks with me to the day, you know, what my journey was as well, you know. So we are we, are, we have a lot of experience around, you know, at, at the age of 16, I was near the, the level, you know, I was near the level other players had. But when you look back now, the, the, the most talented or the most seen talented players, you know, in our age group in Germany, they haven't made the professional game. You know, just, just to put that into context and me, not being in a position to to be as talented in in football skills as as a few were, you know, I made it. So that's around the the one percent rule. So, but everyone believes they're they're the one percent, which is good, you know, which is which is kind of what what we want. But you you need to be a realistic and and think about you know what what else is is good about life, you know. Life uh, football is is a great sport, best sports in the world. You know, we we love the game. Uh, let's use it to create the right environment to create the right values and standards for, for these kids to all learn about respect, discipline, humility, you know, and all the right traits for you to be successful anywhere else in the world. That's kind of um, key to me, key to us. You know, I started with that vision, but that was my vision kind of, but it is, it is really important that people live that, you know, and, and I'm not deluded that takes years, centuries for, for an environment to really, you know, stick to that. And and Arsenal, you know, I've, I have to say, have produced great, great players and academy graduates. And um, but still, but I, you know, I think it's really important that everyone is on the same page, and that takes 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 years.
0: And it, uh, we we recorded a podcast with Joe Montemurro, the women's first team manager, a few weeks ago, and one of the things Joe spoke about when when I asked him around, how do you maintain? Um, almost that, that sense of hard work after winning a league title. How do you come back into work at the start of the next season and be balanced and ready to go? And and almost the way Joe spoke, it, it felt like it was around the environment, the culture and about the growth of people. And then if you get those things right, the, the football stuff will start to take care of itself. And, and listening to you speak, it, it feels there's some real commonality between that core message. What, what, one, one thing I'm, I'm really interested in and it's really refreshing to to listen to you speak about kind of that wider remit that you have and that that kind of wider reach that you're trying to have with the Academy. W- what are you really curious about? What what yeah. kind of get, get, gets you up at four o'clock in the morning thinking?
1: I, I really love waking up and thinking about the Academy and trying to be there and be present for people. And you know what? You know, and, and just the learning curve for myself. You know, I, I'm I'm very curious every day. You know, to learn the rules, the regulations. You know, around the Premier League, um, to make sure that we that we stick to those principles. You know, for staff as well. You know, it's not only players. it's staff is me. You know, when you speak about lifelong learning, for me it was clear. I need to do the licenses, B license, A license straight. Away. I'm I'm on a on a course for the Premier League straight away. You know, they put me into a needs analysis. What do you need? You know, to go to your next stage, you know, in, in with a fantastic experience I've got in professional football, but that means nothing in youth academy. You know, you can speak about your experience. You, you I've learned a lot, but still, you know, what is your next level of where you can make be a better leader, you know, in the in the organization I'm working for. So that is almost, you know, 24-7, you know, how how do I reflect? You know, I needed to learn to reflect. And speak about the things that happen on a daily basis. You know that can be a discussion and argument with the CEO or with a technical director. You know how how do I reflect and try to and would make things differently. So you know, on, you know, I try to do um, like a weekly reflective practice. You know, on on the laptop. You know, just just trying to reflect what happened. You know what, what was the situation. You know, and then kind of go through the emotions and feelings. So we call it "so what." And then, the, like, finish the, the circle with uh, what now? So it's kind of a little, little game of, you know, of, of a reflective practice, you know, what maybe I could have made different. And that kind of helps me, you know, to always refocus and reestablish my, myself and protect myself really from, you know, from all these um, things out there, which can really hurt you. If you don't, you know, kind of make peace with your mind and with yourself.
0: I, I love I love the fact you've you, you've you've taken us onto reflection pair because I think for for lots of coaches out there the, the planning of practice and the session design becomes something which which actually a lot of time is focused on and rightly so as is the delivery of that yeah but for many coaches especially ones who are working outside of performance pathways that that review and that reflection um, maybe is something that starts to drop off sometimes because there just isn't enough time in the day to be able to do all these things um how how important for you has been that kind of reflective process has it really shaped your kind of ongoing development
1: yeah absolutely i mean and that's that's what um i'm on a lot of courses you know which speak a lot about coaching mentoring performance management but as well the fact that reflective practice is so important in what form whatever you're going to do it you know writing and recording and and kind of drawing a picture whatever is 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 suitable for you or you can make it in so many different ways you know and sometimes something is on the table for you that's the worst thing in the world you know and you just cannot cannot relax on it to speak about it for yourself to speak about with someone else to have someone you can you can relate to is this is so important for everyone to kind of you know and i would say that again to put your mind into peace, you know, to, to think about it, have you done, but sometimes you say, you know, everything was right or everything was wrong, you know, I couldn't do something different, but sometimes you, you know, if you reflect and come to a point where you admit to yourself, you know, yeah, that's on me, you know, I have to look in a mirror and what we, const- a lot of people want to do constantly is is kind of raise the bar, you know, that's, that's our, that's our responsibility and trying on a daily basis. But to raise the bar, reflective practice is, is key. And that's what I've learned, you know. I've not done it before in my playing career. I've not done it in my first two years, but I'm not starting to, to see the value of it. No, I, I love that. And, and I think
0: some, a message we, we want to try and convey to coaches is, is being kind of really good at that reflective practice or at least making time to reflect more than perhaps you were. Um, aside from that, and before kind of a move on to the final few questions, Pat, just in terms of the support around you, you, you mentioned early on in the conversation around having kind of a, a strength in your team and having really good people around you. Yeah. Um, do, do you kind of have the opportunity to, to speak to someone who might be critical about the way you do things to make you see, see coaching from a different point of view? And is that, is that helpful for you if you've got kind of those reflective conversations or a coach developer around you?
1: Yeah, really, really important, you know, I, I need to pinch myself to do that more because it's, it's incredible for me as well to have people around me who, who challenge me, you know, we want to be most challenging and most care and I say it again and again. So you need to have that for players and stuff. And for me being a leader and having mentors who say, listen, you know, you've done this, this and this, but what about this year? And how have you done this? And how have you behaved here? That didn't stick with your principles, you know, you've got to stick with those. So, people around you who make you feel uncomfortable are the ones who you know bring you forward and the organization forward and that is not always easy because you know I'm seen as someone who has reached a certain level and has got in a powerful position you know is there place for you know criticism you know that's that's the question but I demand that from others you know and then I ask specific questions around that trying to say You got to give me more, you know, got to give me more negative feedback, you know, just, just sometimes for the sake of it, that we can generate a conversation um, because it's never going to be always positive. And as we all know, we have learned more from the critique, the negative stuff, you know, we've learned more for going forward and, and more going forward in our life. So that is really critical to me, but as well, you know, I need to remind myself because sometimes it's very, very nice to be in a nice position and to get only nice comments. But for the long term, it's not going to be beneficial.
0: Well, one of the things, I've, a phrase I, I hear used quite a lot about echo chain. So we, we surround ourselves perhaps by people, and maybe this is human nature to an extent, but by people who almost confirm the way we see the world or the way we like to coach. And A, understand understanding your biases and what maybe um, you see first of all, but then help getting someone to see stuff from a, from a different perspective um, is really useful. I and mean, it, it's, it's, again, really humbling to kind of... Yeah,
1: hear, because hear now, I've not been raised in London, for example. You know, I don't know how that feels. You know, so I'm an academy manager of a, of a London-based club. You no, know, how how shall I know? I've never experienced social injustice in my life. I've been always given opportunities. So just that's my framework. And, you know, I would be very, very naive to think, you know, that I know the answers, you know, how people grow up in London in with difficult backgrounds, with different colors. That's, you know, so I have to, you know, replicate society in a sense, you know, so, you know, and, and I'm not going to give up to, to listen and learn and trying to educate myself, you know, in, in the things I read and the things I hear and the things I demand from people. Um, so that's the challenge for me, you know, for the next couple of years, f- for my life, really, you know, to make sure that I'm I'm on top of these and use my privileged position to create more justice. That's fantastic.
0: Uh, look, thank you so much this morning for, for, for your honesty and, and openness with, with the questions. I've got just a, a couple of final, final quick ones to to ask you, if that's all right. Yeah. So. Um, uh, within your academy, um, you've got a, a 15-year-old former version of yourself, Per Murtisaka, who, who's got an injury at the moment and, and kind of in two minds about, about if he'll make it or not. Looking back with your coach's hat on, what advice would you give yourself?
1: Oh, this is really difficult. I think in the current academy system, it would be a very big struggle for me you know, to maintain any an academy because, as I said, when I was 15, I was injured for a year. You know, because of my growth spurt, it was a struggling time. Um, I was a shy, calm personality that really helped me to go through that stage. Because, and I, and I did see other players evolving, and me not. So I kind of admit to myself, you know, it's not the right time for me to, you know, to pursue kind of that kind of road. So looking back, I probably handled it best as I could. It, you know, stay calm, stay focused, and and what is what is important, you know. Really, I I shifted from football a little bit more to schoolwork, and how how can I develop friendships with with neighbors and people? Just it, it shifted a little bit, and it really helped me. So I, I would I would probably say that yeah, just keep you know keep being yourself. Don't pursue don't pursue something that you are not. Right now, it's just these simple things. Go step by step. You know all those stuff. I would, I would repeat telling myself, um, and then probably to tell my dad to calm down and relax. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just every, everything makes sense. You know, where you kind of see your dad. You know, he's very ambitious. He, he sees something in you. He's got you know a lot of faith in you that you can make it as a footballer. He has never been able to make it. And then he kind of gives up and tries to motivate you as well. In that sense, you're not going to make it in f- football. And and mom kind of balances it off and saying, "Listen, relax, take care of the school, you know, take football as a hobby. You'll come back one day, you know." And exactly that that's what happened. So you know, embrace the the balance of your of your family. Kind of, I think that would be. Um, and 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 what I would say is, and I was never good at, and that really helped me to blame other people. You know, you know that's something I would reiterate as well. Don't, you know, my dad didn't blame coaches and other people around us. My mom didn't. So I didn't. So it was always trying to, how can I raise myself, raise the bar for myself. Um, And I, how can I, you know, look in the mirror, you know, look, look in the mirror and look to yourself. What can you do on a daily basis to improve the current situation?
0: Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you, Pat. Um, so shifting slightly back to present day and, uh, and kind of with, with the kind of continuous journey of learning that you're on. Um, are there any podcasts or books or, or anything that you'd recommend to, to any, anyone listening?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, so when you speak about books, um, I really uh, I like basketball. You know, I like the game. I like the NBA. So um, um, and I, I read a book that's called uh, Raise Your Game. Uh, from Alan Stein Jr. And it's, it's really a book of, you know, you know secret principles, not secret anymore now, but secret principles, how to achieve the highest level. And it talks about, you know, similar to, to what we've spoken about, you know, kind of, you know, what do you need to do to, to reach the highest level in any business? So, you know, even then I like basketball, you, you need to have the transfer to football, but this this is transferable in terms of, you know, creating habits, creating positive habits for yourself and, and, you know, raise your own bar, you know, to kind of get the better of you and others. It is, it's a fantastic book and I really like it. And staying in basketball, you know, I, I adore uh, Steve Kerr and and I listened to a podcast with him and he's just an amazing coach, you know, and he speaks about how he created that culture with the Golden State Warriors. They, win, they went to win uh, multiple NBA titles he was a fantastic player in the Jordan times. Now he's a fantastic coach. He's something um, I, I adore pretty much. And just listening to that podcast and 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 you know he made some recommendations around books and he spoke as well about social injustice and spoke about the new Jim Crow from Michelle Alexander is around that Black Lives Matter and that topic. So Steve Kerr to listen in a podcast just for coaches uh, any sports is amazing. So I would. Uh, recommend you to um, to do that as well because that was recommended to me from from staff members at Arsenal Football Club. So it, it's amazing how we're trying to kind of install that lifelong learning, you know, in our staff and try to um, support each other. Is that is that podcast flying coach? Is that the one? I, I'm I'm not quite sure. You know, oh, okay. the, the good thing is you know you send an email with a link, you just click on it, and all of a sudden you've, <laughs> got, it, you've got it there. But it, it was part of. Um, you know, there was as well, you know, like a like a coaching conference somewhere and, and similar to us now, there were a lot of questions, you know, being asked him and it's just to f- to follow that podcast and f- for coaches, for anyone really was was amazing. So I, I was really grateful that staff really instilled this, you know, trying to share um these these podcasts to share to
0: share knowledge. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's one added to my reading list and one added yeah. to my listening list. Um, and just 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 a couple to finish us off, here. one, one about Arsenal? What one, one about one about kind of advice for the people? So first of all, um what's what's the priority this season for the Academy? What what would you what would you like to be, be kind of a, a success story?
1: Yeah, um, I mean we we would like to you know to to emerge, you know, in the vision we have with strong young gunners that takes that takes time, that takes effort, that takes resilience. So we're making, you know, after two years, I'm You know, I took a step back and trying to think of how can I, you know, you know, kind of revise, you know, what I've started with. So the first two years were were amazing in terms of um, success stories, you know, what trying to instill the vision and everyone is on board. Now it's time to reflect back and what can I do better? You know, what, how can I be more clear on, on what we're trying to achieve in the next couple of years? So this is on my, on my list, you know, of, of trying to, you know, only you know, because we have raised the communication through through the pandemic. You know, it was just amazing to see how communication really helps everyone to to be on the same page, and that gives us opportunities to share uh, what what we are trying to achieve. That that's not only my vision; that's our vision. So it's kind of my next step in in my development. How can I make sure that everyone understands what we're doing, and then that trickle down down to the players? You know, so you know, I'm I'm really. Keen on the environment um, and get the right people in place to to have the best possible impact on the players. So um, yeah, that, that's probably um, my main focus, which is which takes twenty four seven to be honest. So.
0: That, that that that's probably another conversation. that we, we were we were doing some work recently about the boundaries coaches have and, and almost that, that, that being able to switch off sometimes, which yeah, um, absolutely. I'm sure for everyone listening it's not always easy when when coaching coaches are
1: not, you know, but I need to be careful. I need to be, you know, Performance and well-being, you know, that's in. in I, I need to be energized, you know, fully energized. I can only do that if I if I take my time off, if I do other stuff, if I have my family around me. So, you know, I need to lead on that front as well. You know, if I say twenty four seven, you know that that's what I could spend my all day on on this topic. But I need to be careful because that's where you lead as well. You know how, how to kind of perform at the highest level and have a good well-being, and and we hope you know, and, and football, that's not always easy. So I, I need to be a good example of taking time off as well and, 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 and kind of giving responsibility to other delegate basically, and then trusting other people.
0: Fantastic. Fair, final question, um, just really for anyone anyone listening, any coaches kind of on, on the podcast, um, thinking about what they could do next or how do they fulfil their potential? Just yeah. yeah. any... Any takeaway messages you could you could share that would be brilliant.
1: Yeah, I mean, what's really important to me and and was through my whole life is that authentic, you know, to be authentic, to make it, you know, I'm I'm struggling sometimes with the word, but to be authentic is something that is is really really important, you know. Understanding knowing yourself is 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 worth thinking about because you know then you surround yourself with the right people who will always find a way to challenge you and always find a way to get the best out of you. So that is really, really important for, for, for a young person. Even for me now, I was always thinking about which person can, you know, you know, and then never stop asking questions, you know, and never stop listening. These are two things that are not always easy. You know, I was part of discussions with other people where I just, you know, the purpose before it just to listen, you know, but you find yourself in conversation discussions where it goes directly against you. So you're in a position where you want to respond and want to answer to that, you know, but sometimes is you know, good leaders is more listening than, you know, than answering and then having all the, all the answers. So, but I find myself in these positions. And if you find yourself in these positions, you will have good people around you who will, you know, kind of recommend the next step and find the next step for yourself to develop. Fantastic. That's nice. Thank you, Pear. And what a brilliant place to
0: to kind of finish up and wrap up the conversation. So um that just 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 a huge thank you for for your time this morning and and sharing everything you have.
1: Uh thanks, Tom. It was uh it was a good 45 minutes. It was really but it took, you know, it it felt like 10 minutes. So thanks for having me and letting me share a little bit of my story. Join us at ukcoaching.org. Whatever you're doing to help people be active and
0: improve. We can help you deliver great coaching experiences at a time to suit you.